Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Coming up on this Championship Sunday edition of Tennis Channel Live. Final day of the Labor Cup in Geneva had a touch of controversy. No Rafa, no Kyrgios, and confusion with the subs. Could Captain McEnroe and Team World overcome what they felt was a raw deal? The chase for the championships continue, featuring Joe Wilfried Sanga playing a final on his home soil, and of course, Osaka in Osaka. Mixed results for Venus and Sloan in the first round of the Women's Premier 5 event in China. Plus, it's the Labor Cup edition of the best of the best. Protect yourself at all times. Tennis Channel Live starts now. And we welcome you to Tennis Channel Live, our post-game coverage from the 2019 Labor Cup in Geneva and beyond. It went right down to the wire. Team World took the lead early on day three. But in the final set of the final match, Team Europe took it back. Sasha Zverev in a match 12 super tiebreak gives Europe the cup for the third year in a row. As we welcome you inside our Rocket Tennis Channel studios on this championship Sunday, Team Europe continues its celebration at the Flexpo in Geneva. We welcome you to Tennis Channel Live alongside Lindsay Davenport and Paul Anacone. I'm Brett Haber. Look, Team Europe was a big favorite in this competition, not just Roger and Rafa, but all seven of their players in the top 11 in the world. And Team World, Lindsay, took them right down to the wire. And they almost did it. And it was eight hours of drama and emotion <laughs> on the final day, really what this event is all about. Wasn't a lot of hope for Team World going into this tie, maybe even less going into this final day. But those first two matches changed everything, and they almost pulled off a big upset. You know, it's so amazing when we're fortunate enough to <clears throat> get to see events like this that are driven by emotion. Um, the players long for it. You know, they're individual athletes that don't get to do that much team competing. So when you see guys like this afterwards holding the trophy up, the exultation that Team Europe feels, and the pain and the frustration and sorrow that Team World feels, it's, uh, it's really magnified because we're such an individual sport. So I, I personally live for moments like this. I love to see the teams come together. I feel bad for the heartbreak of Team World, but man, what an amazing weekend. The tennis was obviously the main story. It always is what unfolds between the lines, but there were so many subplots and, and so much support of teammates, the coaching from Roger and Rafa on Team Europe, the chemistry of the young guys on, on Team World. It, it was a sight to see. It really was, and you could see how how bonded Team World was and how well they worked together. It was Nick Kyrgios who was doing most of the coaching, delivering good messages. And as you mentioned on Team Europe, it was Rafa Nadal. He might not have played today, mm -hmm. but he played a big role in his team's success this entire weekend. Rafa was there to coach Roger on day one. Roger returned the favor yesterday. They were all there picking each other up. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting to watch and to see two legends like Nadal and Federer come together, listen to each other, share thoughts, um, talk to the other teammates, try to 
be a, you know, kind of co-pilots when they're in that plane is really interesting. And, and Lindsay, you mentioned Nick Kyrgios. I tell you, I've always had an unbelievable amount of respect for his tennis IQ. I know he always has a very good tennis mind. We talk about the histrionics and the volatility. We see how he plays on the court when he's stable. And we know that he's got a tennis IQ that's great. But after watching him for the last couple of days behind the bench, his words and the way he dealt with his teammates playing, him trying to coach, I tell you, he, he was very, very impactful. Ironic that the guy who has no coach turns out to be one of the best coaches in this competition. Let's show you how the whole day unfolded. We started with the doubles. That's the Labor Cup tradition on the Sunday. We were expecting to see Roger and Rafa like we had two years ago, but Rafa a late scratch, so Sitsipas plugs in against Isner and Jack Sock. Yeah, and Team World was definitely caught off guard, and so was Federer with his body, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Fans were uh, a little worried for Roger a little bit, but this doubles was insane. All four of these players played phenomenal tennis, a lot of quick exchanges between these guys. And in the beginning, it was Team Europe who was able to take advantage, covering the net a little bit better, winning the big points, and Federer making such an impact up at net and really driving Tsitsipas to play his best. But you know what? Team World, they did not go away, and they started to find their rhythm late in the second set. A couple of great pickups from Sock gives Team World set point. Isner able to close it out with another big serve. They are pumped going into the match tiebreak, and that is when Team World did such a phenomenal job. Jack Sock coming up huge with the return to set up two match points. You can see the emotion from all the players. They needed this spark and they got it. Jack Sock has played every doubles match in Labor Cup history. He improves to seven and two in those nine matches. Sitsipas conversely loses doubles twice this weekend, once with Roger, once with Rafa. And so with that, Team World takes the lead 8-7 for the first time in this competition. Jack Sock got it done again in doubles, guys. You know, he's just so versatile. And in modern doubles, Sock can do so many things that creates problems for everybody. He's a treat to watch, especially in a doubles court. And this is exactly what Jack needs to try to finish out the year strong. He locked up the doubles last year, did it again with John Isner on, on the Sunday points. It seems like Jack Sock and just about anybody is a really good doubles team right now. Yeah, he plays great doubles, and, and Team World needed that win. They got it. They had the emotion. Isner in the beginning was a little shaky, but Sock really got him going. But this is then when all the drama started. We could see it start to unfold <laughs> during the doubles when all of a sudden we noticed on the bench there was no Taylor Fritz. We saw Kyrgios walk mm -hmm. off his warm-up. Then things started to get a little dramatic. All right, so let's set the stage for that. As the singles began, the controversy also started to unfold. We were supposed to get Kyrgios against Nadal here, but both of those guys were injured and unable to play. Team Europe subbed in Dominic Team. So Captain McEnroe was supposed to have the right to pick last and get the matchup that he wanted for Team World, but he was forced to pick Taylor Fritz because Taylor was the only one left who hadn't played previously against Dominic Team or who wasn't scheduled to play later in this day. Captain McEnroe was not happy about it. He spoke to Mary Carilla. Let, let's just say for the sake of argument that Rafa, um, you know, came out this morning, couldn't do it. They've got to be able to adjust the rules and, and, and make it so that the guys that should be benefiting and have the option of matching up can do so after the fact. Have you made that very clear to the Labor Cup referee? 
Norbert Pike? I believe so. <laughs> John usually makes his emotions very clear. So the bottom line is, it was Taylor Fritz for Team World. It was Dominic Team for Team Europe. And Taylor Fritz made everybody forget about the controversy. Yeah, and Taylor Fritz did a phenomenal job of bringing that intensity. He did not have a break point the entire first set until the 12th game, and those were set points, and he was able to come up huge for Team World, a great backhand return, and had all the momentum. Really a lot of credit to Team, who started to get a little bit more aggressive in the latter stages of the second set. He really took the racket out of Fritz's hand in that tie break. So on we go to a match tiebreak, and this is where Fritz really stepped up. It was 0-2 in the breaker, and Fritz then comes up with four forehand winners and gets more aggressive and gets Team World even more fired up. And how about that for a guy who thought he might not have been wanted in this match as Taylor Fritz Picks up his fourth career top 10 win, snaps a five-match losing streak, and stakes Team World to an 11-7 lead. A huge win for Taylor Fritz. He's had two tough losses to Dominic Team, but it was off to the maestro himself after that. Roger Federer playing John Isner in a battle. Look, these guys have had so many wars. You knew there wasn't going to be much between them, but Roger gets the early break with some terrific returning of serve. Isner was sluggish on that first serve percentage at the beginning of the match. Federer got on a roll, got that break, won the first set. Better tennis from John Isner in the second set. These guys who were tooth and nail going into the tiebreak until right here, 4-3. Better hits a winner return of serve to go up 5-3 and then gets a second point off of the Isner serve and there consolidates the win. You think he's excited? <laughs> I'd say he was. Roger 40 out of 44 when his first serve went in. Still perfect in Labor Cup singles. Now 6-0. and oh. There's the score now. The lead cut to one. Federer with Mark Pecci after the match. That was crazy. Oh my God, I lost my voice on the last scream but uh, <laughs> I'll just have the boys for one more match that's all I need so uh, no, I'm very excited what a what an atmosphere what a match um, yeah I'm thrilled that I was able to uh, give uh, something back to the team after a tough tiebreaker and also a tough match was uh, was Dominic and uh, also seeing Raf on the sidelines you know after having pulled out with injury it's a uh, it's great uh, I don't know camaraderie I feel and all the people, merci beaucoup, it's, it's amazing. Thank you. So that would lead us to one final act of this Labor Cup. Look at him in the locker room. Roger still has his towel on from his post-match shower, trying to give the pep talk to Sasha Zverev as he takes on Milos Raonic for the cup. I tell you what, this was an impressive start for Sasha Zverev. Did such a nice job taking care of his service games. We wondered how the serve would hold up, but Brett, he didn't really only had to hit about four or five second serves the entire first set. So did a great job winning the first set. Give Milos Raonic credit. He did not buckle at all. These guys were doing a terrific job taking care of their serve until right there. That was a huge break and Team World were right back in it. After winning that second set, boy did Zverev get a talking to between the second set and the third set match tie break from Nadal and Federer. And this was an immaculate third set. This match tie break was the best tennis I've seen Zverev play all year. 
And so for the second year in a row, it's Zverev who gets mobbed at center court. He clinches the cup for Team Europe, improves to five and one in Labor Cup singles. And Lindsay, for a guy who's had some confidence issues this summer, he was buttoned up. Yeah, Paul was so right. He played the best tennis that we've seen from quite some time in that tiebreak. Didn't hurt that in between sets, both Roger and Rafa were on his case about staying positive, about going after it. He credited them after winning this match, but it was huge. He played aggressive on the big moments, and that really paid off for Sasha. So the cup goes in the air for the third time in a row in three years of existence of this competition for Team Europe. They're in their victory lap. And as we come back into our Rocket Tennis Channel studio, the storyline, at least at the beginning of the day, when Rafa and Kyrgios pulled out, was sort of the way the team world was getting the raw end of the stick in terms of the substitutions. They're supposed to have last choice on this day to match the lineups the way they want them. They didn't get what they wanted. Give us your take on what happened. Well, it was interesting as it was playing out in real time because you're exactly right. I mean, Team World, the advantage of being on the last day was being able to plug their players in against the players they wanted them to play. When Rafa pulled out and they substituted Dominic Thiem in, that's when the rule should have been, okay, Team World, you can now change all your singles players. And that's what McEnroe was arguing about. For quite some time, there was a little bit of delay between matches. They did not get to do that. And all of a sudden, Team Europe had the option of putting Tsitsipas in, Dominic Thiem in, Fabio Fonini in after the deadline, and that was not fair to Team World or to the McEnroe's. John was not happy. Turned out to be okay when Taylor <laughs> Fritz came up with that shocking win, but this was a lot of drama early on in the day. That rule will definitely be changed in the future, and you heard both Patrick and John very unhappy about it. They both referenced Dominic Thiem being one of the first at the arenas warming up hours before they heard that Nadal was pulling out. They weren't happy. It's a, you know, it's one of those things where I agree 100% with Lindsay. I mean, the one rule that can stay in place is you can't play the same against each other. I, I don't mind that. But the idea that you lose your advantage of matching up players because a team decides to pull someone else out, regardless of what happens, that really is undermining to what the whole process is leading up to the weekend. So they've got to look at that and tweak that for next year. Uh, they're pretty nimble with the rules. This is a new competition, so they're learning in some respects on the fly. I suspect that by the time we get to Boston next year, as we just learned, uh, this will be ironed out. So just one more recap visually of how this day unfolded. Do you guys have a pick for MVP of this uh, Labor Cup for Europe? Was it Federer? Was it Zverev clinching? Was it Rafa not even playing today as the coach? Who's your MVP, Paul? I mean, I guess I got to go with Roger. You know, he won all of his matches and uh, he was the assistant, assistant, assistant coach. It was him, Borg, <laughs> and Rafa. So, they, you know, he got he had a lot of roles going into this weekend. I give Sasha Zverev a lot of credit. We were all doubting his mental toughness and to pull out that match tiebreaker the way he he was able to do it, it was sensational. All right, so congrats to the de facto consensus MVP, Sasha Zverev. The champagne is flowing. I think Moet is a sponsor. They should have no shortage of champagne as the celebration goes into Sunday night. Roger on home soil. What a moment for him with the rocket rod labor right in the middle. Back with more, including Osaka in Osaka. The celebration continues in the Palexpo. They were pretty psyched about five years ago when they won the Davis Cup semifinals in here. They're psyched once again as Roger and Team Europe lift the Labor Cup. One-on-one -on -one interview between Mary Carrillo and Roger Federer coming up a little bit later in the show. But beyond Labor Cup, the chase for the championships continues. ATP and WTA final for the women in Osaka today. The woman by that same name was in the final. That's Naomi Osaka taking on Nastya 
Pavly Yachenkova. It's been nice to see Osaka's game clicking this week for her. It's been a tough few months for Osaka. These courts have been playing very fast and really rewarded Osaka's game this entire week. She also, by the way, showed off some wheels. Look at this get here. Look at the finish. Oh. And she was fired up. Got rid of her coach after the US Open. Jermaine Jenkins is being helped by her father here in Japan. And guess what? It all came together for Naomi. Wins her fourth career title in Japan. And her first since winning the Australian Open back in January. First Japanese woman to win the Pan Pacific title since Kamiko Date back in 1995. Congratulations to Naomi. So the women's finals from this week are complete, and we will update the Porsche race to Shenzhen standings. Eight women will make the field. Some interesting names, guys, on both sides of the green bubble line there. Yeah, for Alina Svitolina, last year's defending champion, she is scratching and clawing and trying to get back to the end of the year finals. We'll see. Most likely Serena's not going to play. Well, no official announcement yet, so there might be some room there to move. But honestly, I think that was a huge week for Osaka. She really had not been playing her best tennis the last five or six months. I think that was a big deal for her to be able to play her best tennis, especially in Japan where there's a lot of pressure on her there. Yeah, good for the confidence for her. One of the things, the storylines I found so amazing is what continues to go on with Sophia Kennan. I mean, she's number 12 right now, so she's not that far off yeah. playing such great tennis and four finals with three titles this year. I mean, it, it's been amazing to watch her kind of climb up the ranks and feel so comfortable in big matches. So there's still a lot of stories to unfold. The women's year closing in on an end much quicker than the men's, but still, there's tennis to be played. And the only reason we're not showing Sophia Kennan's win in Guangzhou is because it actually happened yesterday, and we had it on TC Live yesterday, but congrats to Sophia. WTA final start on Tennis Channel October 27th. What about the Chase? for the men's championships at the O2 in London. They moved through Mets France today. Frenchman in that final. It's Joe Wilfried Sanga taking on Alias Bedinet. He loves playing in France, does Sanga. He's had four titles here in Mets. He's one of those, uh, what do we call him? I think Jim Courier calls him the driver's license players. Loves to play at home in France, plays better there. And he continued tremendous serving as he has done all week. This guy has played such great serve games. There were no breaks of serve the first two sets. Sanga toughed out that second set tie break. Beginning of the third here, third, Joe Wilford Sanga trying to play more offensive tennis. Gets that lead. Love 30 puts his nose out in front. Gets the scoreboard pressure. And here, uh, double break point for Joe Wilford Sanga. I'm sorry, double match point for Joe Wilford Sanga. And the big forehand to finish. Another great title. He needed a title. So that's his 18th career title. You want to know how much of a driver's license player he is? Ten of the 18 <laughs> have some crazy <laughs> on yeah. French soil, both of them this year. What is that, a watering can for your plants? Is that a, <laughs> not sure what that is. Let's go to Wuhan. Uh, that's the Premier Five event for the women getting started today. And how about an All-American showdown between Venus Williams and Danielle Collins? Well, this was back and forth. First, it was Venus Williams up 5-3 in the first set. Danielle Collins comes storming back to win at 7-5. Then Collins goes up five love in the second set, and it gets to a second set tiebreak. Collins was, got so nervous trying to close this match out, give her a lot of credit for resetting in the tiebreak. Wasn't showing a lot of energy, looked to be a little bit fatigued, and not a lot of emotion when she finally does get the victory, but she's able to pull through in straight sets. All right, so uh, for Venus, unfortunately, that's the fifth time that she's lost in the first round in her last eight events. 
Uh, Collins will play Sabalenka next. How about Sloane Stevens in China playing Zhang Shui, who is the number two ranked Chinese player? And this is an important match for Sloane Stevens. Sloane's had struggled this year, hasn't gotten a lot of momentum. And this is going to be one of those matches yeah, for yeah. Sloane where she knows she's going to have to hit one extra ball. I love that she's being offensive. Look at the two-hander down the line, comes forward to the net to try to finish and puts the overhead away. When Sloane's confidence is down a little bit, to see her play offensive tennis is a positive thing. A little bit of a battle in the second set, but here at match point, Sloane uses that big forehand to finish. So a really nice day at the office for Sloane Stevens. Snaps the three-match losing streak. It's her 22nd win of the year match-wise. She did have 37 wins last year. As we look ahead to our feature matches tomorrow, actually starting later tonight, 11 p.m. in Wuhan. Lindsay, any of these stick out for you? Well, it's nice to see Amanda Anasimova back on tour after the passing of her father, trying to get her tennis career back going. Victoria Azarenka. Also, how about Sophia Kennan? She's going to keep on going and stay with Pavlia Jacoba. Both of them are playing in finals, and both of them getting right back out on court. All right, we look forward to having that for you starting 11 p.m. tonight, Tennis Channel and TC+. The celebrations continue in the Team Europe locker room. A chat with Roger Federer and Mary Carrillo when we come back. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. This is getting for that one. Best of the best from from Laver Cup and Paul 
not a single tweener in the whole best of the very happy about your request, right? He must have been able to hit them. For those of us who couldn't hit them, we like Come watching on. We them. We just see too many of them. Oh, I want some moratorium goodness. on the tweeners in our highlight packages. I'm not sure Disagree. that's going to happen. All right, Lindsay wants the tweeners. Um, all right, championship point once again for those just joining us. Uh, Sasha Zverev clinches the Labor Cup for Team Europe for the second year in a row. Match tiebreak win over Milos Raonic. What a dream come true for Roger Federer. His baby, he does it in his home country and wins it in front of his home fans. Roger, a few moments ago with Mary Curie. Well, that was easy. No. Easy? No. No. Everything else but easy. What was Sunday like? When, you look, when you're going to look back on this day, what are you going to remember the most? What are you going to take with you the longest? Um, what was it? Uh, we lost the first two in super tiebreakers, and then obviously Sasha's super tiebreaker at the end. Um, and for me, just to stay alive, that, that was big against John, but uh, also well, coach and captain Bjorn Borg, and then also coach Rafa Nadal. I was going to say, you two were unbelievable these last couple of days. Yeah, no, it was so much energy, and we got along so well. The camaraderie is great, so I couldn't be more excited right now. It's so cool. It's, when Sasha came good like that, when he played so clutch, this is a guy who's been struggling in 2019. How surprised are you, or, or did you know that this guy still had it in him to come up with the yeah. goods like that? Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, we believed in him. We like. We believed in every player, and I also believed that Dominic actually was going to win. But Taylor uh, Fritz played a great he match, played great. and uh, Sasha. I yelled at him in the, all the way to the locker room, in the locker room, on the way back, that this hopefully is going to turn the season around. Confidence might be not as high as it's been in the past years, but this is exactly the kind of final that he needed to hopefully turn it back on. I just love how both you and Rafa kept telling that guy, don't get negative, just stay positive. And he did. I mean, you're right. This could be a real game changer for the kid. I mean, absolutely. He's proven his point in the last three Labour Cups in front of almost 20,000 people every time. And he came through so he can handle it. I mean, in terms of slams and all the big tournaments, it's just a question of time for him to put it all together. But this was definitely a very emotional uh, day for Sasha today, and it's his moment. It's going to be a pretty good. Boston's a pretty good sports town. This this is going to be something. Is. Oh my! Uh, really? I didn't know that. I'm so excited. No, it's great. Uh, I can't wait to go to Boston and uh, play there. I don't know what to tell you. It's going to be great, crazy. I love playing in the states anyway. Go celebrate! Right. Thank you, Roger. Congratulations, man. Well, just a word on Boston for starters, since uh, Roger and Mary were talking about it. You know, Longwood is there where there was so much Davis Cup history, the birth of Davis Cup there. The Hall of Fame is just down the road in Newport. That, and as, as Mary pointed out, great sports fans in Boston. Well, it's an unbelievable sports town. It's going to look, we were in Chicago last year and we got to see what Chicago is like. It's going to be the same in Boston. It is going to be vibrant, it's going to be packed. And I think uh, Team World's got something to prove next year. They got a, they're carrying a grudge now, I'd say. Yeah, I think it's great. It's going to a city that right now, currently, doesn't have this type of top-level tennis. And, and that's just going to be phenomenal for the fans in the Boston area as well. It's a thought on, on Zverev. Roger said it, it's his moment to celebrate, and, and rightfully so. Um, you know, different guys might respond in different ways to having Roger and Rafa chirping at you. Roger's words, yelling at him 
down the tunnel on the way out for that match tiebreak. Did we learn a little something about Sasha Zverev's resolve today? So impressed with how he was able to handle that. Some players would have frozen and felt the pressure of two of the two best players of all time really getting in your ear. But they were really able to bring something out of Zverev we haven't seen all year. We thought that it might be Lendl who was able to do that. I think one of the reasons why Zverev hired him didn't happen. This, I think, is huge for him. And to hear it from those two, it's going to resonate a lot more than if it came from anyone else. You know, the thing I loved hearing from both of those guys, if you think about what they said, it had nothing to do with result. Mm -hmm. It was only about what he can control. And Federer and Nadal are the kings of what they can control, right? Stay positive, be tough, optim. It was all about that. It wasn't like you have to win. You ha there was nothing other than the mental aspect of it. And at that level, that's what drives the outcome. Well, the word from Rafa in his ear, you're not going to for one minute be negative. Yeah. And uh, from Rafa, who right has never been negative for one minute. One second, maybe. In his whole life. Exactly. <laughs> Tip of the cap to Zverev for a great day. Let's check in on social media, social net for a championship Sunday. And apparently, the tennis genes in the Murray family cross three generations. That's Judy Murray with her dad, Andy and Jamie's granddad, Roy Erskine. That's unbelievable. That's so great to see. Well, I mean, look, he can miss a shot or two. That's fine. Look at that. That's perfect. Judy is such a catalyst for the growth of the game, particularly in the UK. She has been such a great voice for tennis. And uh, it's, touch it's uh, touching to see the familial aspects of it, too. Huh? He, he was a great soccer player, by the way, uh, Roy Erskine, back in, in his day. But here's something that Judy Murray will be very displeased about. <laughs> Deliciano Lopez <laughs> has gotten married. <laughs> Come on, Judy, it's okay. You can let it go, right? You gotta let it go. Happy day uh, for the new Mr. and Mrs. Lopez. Judy, you'll be okay. That's us, Sandra, by the way, and we congratulate Feli and Sandra on uh, their wedding. Sorry, Judy. Uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, we have to talk about this because Daniil Medvedev may never not make Championship Sunday for the rest of his life. He has made five in a row, counting today in St. Petersburg, final against Lorna Chorich. And he did it again. Paul. I'll tell you what, not, not only did he do it again, he did it 6-3-6-1. And this guy's run has been ridiculous since Wimbledon. He has won so many matches. The growth and the belief and the confidence, it is, uh, it, it's just been incredible. Well, we can put it in some historical perspective for you uh, as we hear from Bastian Fashan. First time a men's player has made five consecutive finals since Andre Agassi did that in 1995. And look at the finals that he made. Four of the five tournaments are the same ones where Medvedev made the final. Yeah, it's remarkable. And how about recovering from that brutal U.S. Open, that brutal final, the loss, and being able to play a tournament again starting about, what, seven days later, going through the field this week. His level of tennis, but also his ability to recover, reset, and play again at that high level has been phenomenal these last few months. 54 total wins on the year for Medvedev, 40 of them on hard courts. Those are both tops in the ATP. More to come on this Sunday edition of TC Live. We'll have our shot of the week. Plus, we'll look ahead to week 39 as Roger lifts another Labor Cup. All right, time for our rocket shot of the week from tournaments that aren't the Labor Cup. We're going to Metz Moselle Open in France. That's Pablo Carreño, who's the bottom of your screen in green, taking on David Goffin. And these are guys with two pretty traditional games, one-handed, I'm sorry, the two-handed backhand, solid from the back of the court, great lateral movers. But watch this, watch Carreño Busta. Nice improv, one-handed flick angle. 
And a long scrambling point, but tremendous athleticism. Drops the left hand off, no problem. All right, Carreno Busta gets our rocket shot of the week. Rafa did not play today at Labor Cup, but he did beat Milos Raonic in singles yesterday. He's part of a championship team in Labor Cup for the second time. Moments ago, spoke with Todd Woodbridge. Oh, no. Oh. I can promise you I didn't win anything. Um, there goes my good suit once again. Uh, what happens for you? Holiday, on the boat, what, what are you going to do? Well, uh, I think I, I need some rest. No, that's yeah. that's the thing. I take some days off, I think, yeah, with um, with the family, with the friends, and then then let's see. Then gonna gonna be time to to be back. But now now it's time to to enjoy this victory. For me, it have been amazing uh, month and a half. Uh, so just I didn't have that much time to enjoy because after New York, I was yeah. completely destroyed for a week, and then I came here today. No, so that's a very positive energy and this uh, yeah very special very special go on holidays with this good feeling. One more, we talk about um, rivalries and things like that. It's been amazing to watch you and Roger, who seem to be such good friends, compete so hard on the court, but then come here and actually work as a, as a team unit. How does that come about? How, how do you separate those two, the rivalry and the friendship? I, I think it's not. It's very easy, you know. Well, at the end of the day, you know, we are we have our age, you know, and we are not 20s anymore. So we appreciate uh, each other so much. I think we understand all the things that we make together uh, during all this very long careers that we, we are having. So uh, we really enjoy uh, being part of this uh, great atmosphere here in the Labour Cup, be together, share different opinions, different perspective of uh, how we see the game. Uh, and honestly, it's, it's great to have him on the on the team. Great, great team spirit, I think. Well, congratulations to you. It's been great to have you. We'll let you um, get into a little bit of celebration. Good on you. Thank you, Rafa. Doesn't that warm your heart? I mean, these two guys, 39 major titles, rivals to be sure. Maybe a little bit of tension between them earlier in their careers, but as Rafa just said, we're not in our 20s anymore. We, we appreciate each other. Yeah, absolutely. It's a golden era for men's tennis, and they're so we're so fortunate to have these two great champions still playing, still willing to put it all out on the line no matter what competition they're playing in. Bring on Boston. What do we got? No, 12 months? Yeah, 12 <laughs> months. Can we speed it up a little bit? I'll tell you what, when you get to see um, icons play together like that, um, particularly in individual sports, there's something I think that's even more compelling about it because they're such great rivals, but you don't have a team around them. They're just themselves, and they come together in an environment like this, and then you watch them collaborate and integrate, bring their team together. They coach, they play, um, and they do it in a selfless way. It's pretty uh, motivating for me, and it's also so intriguing to watch all the communication. And, and version three, do we all agree of the Labor Cup, a smashing success in this sport that's predicated on tradition, this new thing, Lindsay, has become a really big thing. It really has, and it's been great to see the players work together. I, I, the interaction between the players is what makes this, and their emotion and their willingness to show everybody how much this means to them. That's what makes it so special. Yeah, it was so amazing. Before it started, everyone was like, well, wait, this is going to be a special event. This is going to, let's see what the, the guy's really going to get into it. I can promise you, after three years, smiles, tears, frustration, exultation, it is an amazing event. Well, I think everybody who participated in it would agree, and those of us who broadcast it and watch it would as well. So congratulations once again to Team Europe for their third straight Labor Cup title. Up next on Tennis Channel, an encore presentation of all the day three matches from Geneva. 
start to finish. For Lindsey Davenport, Paul Anacone, and our entire Tennis Channel crew around the world, I'm Brett Haber. Enjoy the Labor Cup Encore, and we'll see you tomorrow for the start of Week 39.